That's all I got. Say the Polish title. Uh, never in my days. Uh, Trizzy, Kalori, Nabilski, Nabilski. For you, Dan. I, I would, I would, I would put some applause here for your pronunciation of all three of these. But let's just stick with three colors blue. And listen, this is required watching where we watch the most essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm Trey. I'm Danny. Today we're talking about Three Colors Blue. If you have never seen this film before, it is a part of a trilogy, and it is about a woman who struggles to find her way to live after the death of her husband and child. Oh, I picked this. Dan, I picked this movie. I picked this movie because I've been told by snobby filmmakers all around the world that this was a great film. (laughs) Well, they're wrong. (laughs) No, it was good. It was great. It was great. I mean... I mean, I, I never I heard even, of this movie. No, I know Juliet Binoche. Binoche. I I, I go Binoche. I, right. I don't. I, I don't. I only know American English because I'm a I'm a jerk like this. But, but yeah, I, 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 so much so that like someone let me borrow the trilogy and I didn't watch it. I, like I, I I had the film in my hands and never watched it. To be fair, I didn't have a DVD player at the time because DVDs. Remember this? R.I.P. R.I.P. for sure. This film has been on. It's it's kind of like before sunset in in my mind of like independent films that are around that that people always point to as being fantastic films, but it's it's, it's for the simplicity I think. And when I I guess I'll go right into my my initial reaction, which was I hate this movie completely entirely. Um, no, no, no. It was just my initial reaction. My initial reaction was, I can't believe everyone kept recommending this film to me. How dare they? They all suck. And, <laughs> like, it, like, I think the bar was set so high that I couldn't appreciate its beauty until the next day. I, I, I actually had to let it sink in and think about what I watched before I was able to understand that, like, all, all that it had to offer me. And what it had to offer was actually something that was incredible. And I think when you're looking at 1993 or whenever this film was released, again, I I, I don't know another film in independent... I, I don't know another film in the 90s that had such pop, I suppose, is the best way. I, I don't even know how to explain the, the package that this film was in. And just for some clarity, I, like it's it was in the Venice Film Festival. It won a Caesar Award, Golden Globe Award. It... It's, it it's clearly something that's revered by a lot of you know, cinephiles and, and and people who work in film. And I just I, I think I think I understand why, but on first watch, I'm not sure if I did. What did what did you think? I mean, it's a lot. It's like you see the car crash, and then you immediately see her having to move on with her life, like the next scene. So I could see, like, having to sit on it just to process everything that goes on in it. I thought it was pretty, I don't know if cathartic is the right word, but watching her kind of just restart her life, like, intentionally. Yeah. Kind of nice, I think. She got to the point where it was like, literally, what else is there to do? Like, she tried to kill herself. That didn't work. And she's like, all right, I'm just going to start over and just 
get rid of everything, get an apartment, and just live my new life. Which is kind of cold-hearted, but also like... But it, you know what it kind of reminded me of is Parasexus. By the way, can I just say, when we hit a good film, it really sticks with me. Like, I don't bring it up because I'm like, check out this episode. I'm, I'm much more like, it really stuck with me. Mm. And I think... I think I think the reason why why uh, three color why blue I'll, I'll refer to it as that reminded me of that is because like I think the main I forget his name but the main character in that movie was going back was trying to go back to his old life mm-hmm. and and in a way starting something completely new with his son and this was about a woman who was throwing away her life starting something completely new on her own and disregarding that and mm-hmm. like the the it was like like living while dying and i, I think we, we what we got to see a lot through the movie was her character i think is it julie i think yeah. it's the character's name i think i think we got to see julie live while like live externally while dying internally like there was like every bit like every scene just felt like she wasn't alive despite the fact that she you know we started we what the second or third scene we see her take the pills and they immediately spit them out and she said i don't want to die yeah and everything she does is kind of not not cosmetic but she gets rid of all her stuff it's all material she moves to a different apartment like everything she is able to do is only surface level because it's like hey the worst strategy you could ever experience yeah yeah i think yeah i i really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed a lot of it. It was shot beautifully. I I almost don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I almost don't want to talk about it because I think that's what people. I think I think the way it was shot is the reason why people love this movie so much. And but before before we get into how it was shot, just despite what the characters are actually doing, mm-hmm. what do you think of our main character as far as what she is doing, what she is actively doing? Because one of my notes was she's not doing much, <laughs> and 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 I know that's a complete, I guess, contradiction to what I was saying by her, like 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 she's trying to live while dying on the inside. But but one of the things I found frustrating was the slow was I guess the slow death that she was living, if that makes sense at all. And I, I don't know what, at which point I wrote that I wrote this note, but I, I did find that like things were just kind of happening to her. You know, the guy, the guy who found her necklace came to her. The guy who she slept with before she left found her. Like, you know, the, 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 the whore that lived, that lived on the floor below, like like everything just kind of happens to her Mm. until the very end when she's, when she's decidingly deciding to, to live on her own. And what, what do you think about that choice as far as a character? I mean, I think that's exemplary of tragedy like this. Like, I don't think she can do much. She's kind of like just on autopilot. Like, just trying to get to the next day and make things as normal as possible. So, I, I don't know what I would expect her to actively do you know like everything's just happening to her because she doesn't really have the space or i'm sure like the mental or emotional or emotional 
like drive to actively do anything. I wouldn't. Uh, no, I, I, in real life, impossible, impossible to do. And I, and again, I, I don't know when I wrote that note, but upon upon like my reflection on the film, I think, I think, I think, I think it's definitely about this woman who is learning to live with the grief that she, learning to live with the grief that she has. Mm. Um, I mean, by the end, with her, like you said, like she finally does something. Yeah, and it's the taking over of the the piece of music that her husband was writing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just that that feeling of finally doing something, you know, like finally, like, like living. Yeah, yeah. And, and it sounds, and I guess let's get into how this was shot because it sounds so corny. I think, I, I think, I, I don't think this movie exists today. I don't, I, I don't know if this kind of movie, this slow burn, exists today. And of course, I think there are there are exceptions to me saying that, but I, I don't think we see that as often as we'd like. This kind of like realistic approach to to the drummings of life, right? But but how this is shot, it's a complete it's everything is set up to mean something. I know I, I am if I know you, Dan, you have you have comments and notes about the way this was shot. Oh absolutely. It was it's like if I'm describing to someone who's not watching this, it's like very beautiful, dreamlike film stock. It almost feels like uh, old home photographs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm with you. I, I, I thought you were going to uh, talk about something specific, but it was amazing that you, you just like evoked all these feelings about it. Um, no, I, I absolutely right. There is, I, mean, I think it's hard to put your finger on, but there is totally this, this bit of surrealism that, that plays throughout the entire thing, right? Like, I think there are some like head nods and winks to the audience about what's happening, as well as like, like at the very beginning, at the very beginning, I believe there's a line that says something like, "Oh, that's the wife. I heard she wrote her husband's. I heard she. Oh, I yeah. heard she. She's the one who wrote her husband's music." And we have no idea, like not even an inkling, on whether or not this is true. I mean, I barely yeah. grasped the fact that he was a composer. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It's like it, something like that was set up at like the very beginning of the film, and then it just it, it absolutely spins out of control. I, th- I think in the last twenty minutes, like I feel like the the resolution yeah. of this film was very short, but also very long. I, I think it was very short, but also had a lot of long scenes like that that needed to be resolved. Like like you know this whole this whole like mistress thing was just introduced wild and free in the middle of the movie, not even in the middle of the movie, but like towards the later end of the film. And like, like that storyline actually gets quite involved, and is I, I think like you said, it's pretty quick. Like she meets the mistress, she confronts her. Well, first she doesn't even know she existed, so she finds that she she discovers that her husband, her late husband, was cheating. Confronts the mistress, and then it seems like. Maybe two scenes later, she's giving her her house to raise her her child, her unborn child. Right, and just like sure, and, she, and and the mistress is all, yeah. Your husband said you'd be nice and generous. <laughs> Which is a weird way to say thank you. Right, right. I, I, it, yeah. It, it, but I feel like I feel like even though we introduce this character really late in the game, which is something that I guess for screenwriting says is like a complete no-no for, for introducing this character so late. 
it's it, again, I think it's a really big catalyst to her changing her life around. Like, I think, isn't it, isn't it seeing, seeing this news report at the strip club, um, seeing this news report at the strip club is where she first sees, sees that photo of the mistress. And yeah. that's what prompts her to, to turn around and go back home. Correct. Yep. I think so. Um, and calls off the sale at the house, kind of turns around all the, a lot of the things she did in the first half of the film. And it's quite incredible. I think I think a really important part of this film, besides like the motifs and the symbolism, and like I, I think someone read a film. Like if you pick up a film textbook right now, you'll be able to spot everything that they tell you in this movie. You know what I mean? Like like the fact that blue is in every scene, if not every other scene, right? And the and what that is supposed to mean. I think a really big thing that caught my eye was uh, two things actually one was the camera like the way the camera moved and kind of you you felt the surrealism was was quite interesting and i think i think surrealism as a whole was was brought about primarily in two ways and that was with the camera like when she's reading the music with her finger right and then we just get we just get like this we're bombarded with this this symphony, this this you know this composition that the husband was working on. Dude, I think, I I love think the way it's amazing. It's it, it was incredible. And then when she's working on it with, I think Olivier, is it Olivier or Oliver? No, it's Olivier. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when she's working on it with him, and it just it just gets real blurry. But we can hear we can hear the music. We can hear what they're talking about and how you know it needs more piano or you know whatever it was that she was saying. And then, of course, like it's just, like the like music played such a big part in this film that I th- I personally think it was just masterful on with like like from the very beginning from how from how the the trash compactor was 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 destroying the sheet music and then like what we're hearing like the music that we were hearing was being all distorted as the sheet music was being distorted. Who like who who, who does that? Who who yeah. takes the time to do that? And, like you and I were talking about Sound of Metal earlier, and the reason, like the, one of the main, I was talking to Tavis about this. I was like, one of the main reasons I love this movie is because it takes the thing, it takes something like sound, and it plays with it in a way that people don't play with it. Like, it, it, I think it's incredible the fact that you know, in that movie, he loses his hearing, and therefore we don't hear things. We don't hear anything. Yeah, I think those sequences with the music are some of the most beautifully shot parts of this movie, especially the, that specific one with her, just her finger going along the music and having the music play as she's scrolling down the bars. And then when she, yeah, when she says, oh, let's switch the piano to flute. And then you hear the switch Oh yeah, and it's yeah. almost like you're inside her head and it's, just developing as she's thinking of it, <laughs> which I think is also, I don't know if she always wrote her husband's music, but it was a way to feel in touch with his memory. Right. So it feels very, what's the word I'm looking for? Like very, I don't know, well-deserved, well-earned, like sure. seeing her back to what we assume was her former self or at least something yeah. close to it, and seeing some, to use a French word, some joie de vivre, <laughs> and seeing her just like do something and live. Exactly. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna turn down my praise for just a second and say that one of my notes 
Well, I think one of my notes, like trying to figure out where I was going to place this movie on whether or not it's required. And I, I've settled down on it. Like I said, I, I went from not really enjoying this film to really enjoying this film. And when I say not really enjoying it, what I mean is that not that I thought the movie was bad, but not understanding not understanding why it was on everyone's lips. Because I, I think I think one thing that we often confuse is what's like what's your favorite movie versus like what's what, what's a good movie and like a movie that you favor versus what is an objectively good movie, if that makes sense. Because I, I think when we I think like if you talk to people who were alive during like Star Wars is uh, theatrical release. People go, oh, I remember seeing that with my parents or going out as a teenager and seeing that and it being like this movie that changed my world. And I think I think people just supplement like their like their memories onto a movie. And Star Wars is a, like, it is a great movie. I, like you can't say it's not. But what really what I really started to question was whether or not whether or not people just saw this movie at a really interesting time in their lives. Where this this this, I guess, felt filled a void that was missing, versus it actually being a good movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's funny that you compared it to the Before Sunrise trilogy at the beginning, because both of these feel like very '90s, like arty romantic movies. <laughs> And having seen that trilogy, I think, like, throughout college at a time where someone would love that movie, I'm almost afraid to rewatch it because <laughs> I have a feeling in a different context, it's not going to be as good. I, I, I It's the reason why when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I, I, I very often don't tell them or I tell them and then I tell them not to watch it because I don't want to hear what they're thoughts are on my on what my favorite movies are. You know, I, tell people, I, I tell people Iron Giant because there's no arguing that that's a great movie. A great movie. <laughs> so there's no explanation needed when you say that's your favorite movie. He's, he's 10 years old. Um, no, but I, I completely agree. I, as someone who, who actually only seen the Before Sunrise trilogy a few years ago, like in my, in my adult life, mm-hmm. I will say it holds up. I, oh, okay. I did not like the third one as as much because it just has a completely different feel from what the first two are. Mm. Anyways, that's something we should talk about. But well, but but yeah. Then that 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 brings me to this. Have you seen Red and White of this trilogy? I have not seen Red and White, and I'd like to. I'd really like to watch Red and White. I just don't have. Not that I don't have the time, but I, I have other things to watch, yeah. uh, as as we discussed earlier on. Uh, I, I want to because I, I when I read about Julie Depley 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 when I read about her being in the film, I thought, "Ooh, I'm really gonna love this because I feel like you can't you can't talk about modern French film without her being around." And I was I, I've just been waiting for her to show up. And of course, she has like a cameo in this film. But I, like, I was, re- I thought she was like a main character, and I was really excited. And I, yeah, I, I think she's in white. So no, I, I haven't seen him. Have you? I haven't. But as we're talking more about this movie about Blue, I think it's one of those. At least from what I've seen mm. after watching it and doing some research, it seems like one of those movies that is part of a trilogy for a reason. Like, it's part of a bigger project. And I think that kind of affects my view on it. 
Okay. What I'm saying is I okay. think I'll like it better having seen the other two. I don't dislike it, but I think well, I, I, the other two, like Three Colors as a trilogy, I'll probably have stronger opinions on than each one individually. I, I, I would I would agree with you. And had I known, oh no, I did, obviously I knew, I knew it was a trilogy when I when I picked it, and I think that's something interesting. Would you do you, do you think you have an affinity for do, like do you think that same judgment applies with the Before Sunset series? I don't only because the first one is so strong on its own. Yeah, I think two. <laughs> I think two and three exist within the trilogy. Like you aren't really going to like them as much or appreciate them as much just seeing them on their own. Whereas the first one, yeah. I think anyone who watches it will be like, Oh yeah, this is a, a beautiful movie. I, I, yeah. I, and I actually wrote down, I wrote down trilogy, like dramas as trilogies. And I can't, I'm sure there are, I actually, I didn't do the research beforehand. I'm sure there are other ones, but not many. Yeah. Like, like no one does a drama as a trilogy. This is the first of the trilogy. Blue. This is the first. People, if you're listening, do more trilogies. Do more trilogies. I think it's important. I mean, listen. I, I remember when Hangover like was when they decided to do a third, and people mm. were like, "Comedies never do, never do trilogies." And of course, of course, there are examples like you know there are exceptions to the rule, but it's true. It's true. Like people just don't do trilogies anymore, and I think you know, as as time goes on, people find themselves losing money on a trilogy rather than making money. But but I think I, I bring that up to say that I think White and Red uh, more claim slash awards than Blue did. Huh. I could be wrong. This is all this is all like from research, like quick glances at things. But I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Red maybe have gotten has gotten more acclaim than. than do you know like the brief summaries of those? Interesting, you may say that because I have the Wikipedia. So oh. let's see, let's see if they if they give me very. Okay, here we go. So white is about equality, with the film depicting Carol Carol, a shy man who, after being left by his wife in humiliating circumstances in Paris, loses his money, his his residency, and his friends. As a deeply ashamed beggar in Paris, Carol begins his effort to restore equality to his life through revenge. If I'm not mistaken, this is the guy who was in, who was being represented in the courtroom in blue. See, as far as I know, all like white and red, like all of them are intertwined in even the most minor ways. Oh, I like it even better then. (laughs) Let's see, red. Let me see if I can find something quick. Red is about fraternity, which is which it which it examines by showing characters whose lives gradually become closely interconnected, with bonds forming between two characters who appear to have little in common. Red looks the most out of place when I look at the posters. Yeah, it's very harsh. So it's so harsh. Like it looks like an action um, movie almost. It, it looks like like a end of the world like, <laughs> it looks like, a, it looks like a Polish diehard. So the, the three the three three movies are about like the French revolutionary ideals, which are liberty, which is this blue, equality, 
and fraternity, which is white and red, respectively. <laughs> and when I think about liberty and this this film, I really I, I appreciate it. Again, I had to, I had to sit back and think about these things, and I thought, was she like, did, was she able to free herself from? Like I had to finish a sentence. I was like, oh, she had to free herself from like the grief. She had to free herself from like the shackles of marriage in that if if she was the person creating this music, she needed to be able to create it. And the and you know, like Olivier was like, We either do this together or you do it alone. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna be involved, you're like the world's gonna know. And and I, and I think I think it, it's just the freedom from from being behind like the shadow of of anyone else, let let alone a man, right? Who I guess le- like is letting her down by cheating on her and and not telling her. I feel like I'm going on and on and on. Do you have anything to add about this movie? No, only that the last sequence where it's, it's like a slow slow pulls on pretty much the entire cast's face. Correct. Felt very like the end of Donnie Darko when they're just people sitting in their beds just being broody and mopey. It went, it went really well. If, if I'm not mistaken, that like that, that whole what felt like 15 minute score, like 15 minute sequence, was the score that they were composing. Is that right? Like, did you did you feel uh, that way? I think or so. like, there are some. Yeah, there are definitely some motifs from earlier that they started playing again musical motifs because the only reason i I was like i can i can live with the fact that this is the the score and i'm looking i'm now looking at these the lives of these people from like little vignettes that we've learned like the the strip the whore but was she an actual whore like she was a stripper but anyways her neighbor yeah her neighbor oh i thought she was just fucking that dude like her like, her, like we, we only got one little instant of her life, which, I guess two, which was they don't want her to live there. And and her dad came to visit her, not to visit her, but visited a strip club. Um, like, like we don't get much from these supporting from these supporting characters at all, which I think is really interesting to have that play over the end. Yeah, because even though we're seeing their faces and honestly, other than the kid who found the cross, I didn't really feel anything about any of them. I, I really and the only thing I felt about the kid was was empathy for having seen that car crash. Word. I, I actually thought, and I'm not sure if I knew this beforehand or not, but I was like, oh, I hope he comes back for the second one. I was like, yeah, wait, there's something about this kid that I'm okay with. Like, I'm okay with, like, it feels like he has more to tell. But I think that's just it. It feels like everyone has more to tell. And if you think about it in terms of life, as this movie is, I, I think as much as I said realism, uh, surrealism, I, I do think is a bit of a, a lot of realism that we don't see in films. But, we, you know, we just don't get to know everyone's life within our own lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I get to have a boss, but I'm never going to get to know what his home life is, is like and what, you know, you know, what, anyways, end it here, Dan, if you have nothing else to add by saying this. I was angry <laughs> about this film in the way I'm often angry about films. I don't like it being hyped up because it does something really negative to how I view things. And that's that's a me problem. That is absolutely a me problem. But having having reflected on this and really thinking about 
what I what I watch. I will say that there aren't many films, even independent films, and of course, the, like the whole term and budget and everything else on independent, quote unquote, independent films, has changed since 1993 when this was made. But I don't think many films do what this film has done and is trying to do. And I think. I, I truly think whether or not you like this film, it's a masterclass in almost every step of film uh, production um, and like what what you see and what you hear on screen. I, I think I think there's something really interesting, and I think there's a reason why people bring this up. So, with that said, whilst not my favorite movie in all the world, I have so much appreciation, and there, look, I, I already have like a a list full of things I'm stealing from this movie that this movie has done that I have I just haven't seen. Anyways, that said, I, I think I do think this is required watching. I'm gonna I, this doesn't this doesn't happen often, but I'm actually kind of happy that it's happening. Uh, I'm gonna disagree. I think it's beautifully shot and very emotionally resonant and like can really speak to what it means to go through grief and loss. Mm. But there are just times throughout where I don't know how to articulate this. It just kind of felt a little too much like a indie movie in that things were just kind of happening to happen. It seems like, and not that everything needs a payoff, but with something is like, emotionally charged as losing your husband and daughter in a car accident. I don't know. It just, it just rode that line kind of weird for me, but that's not saying like, I think this is one of the most beautifully shot of movie I've seen in a while. And I'm sure my opinion will change having seen all three in the trilogy, like I was saying, but yeah, I, I, uh, here's the thing. I agree with you, Dan. <laughs> I, I really want this to be clear. I, I, I on, if I had to go with my gut feeling, like as far, as far as like what I felt the moment I I watched this movie, I would say this is not required watching. In fact, I was talking to a friend about it very, like very briefly about it on Friday or Thursday, and I was like, I don't like this. I don't know if I like this movie. I just don't know if I like it. But <laughs> that said, that said, again, I just feel like there are techniques. Almost, you know what? Here's here's what it is. I'm saying is required. I think there are almost old school slash literary techniques that are being used within this film that are no longer used, and I think that's worth looking at. I think yeah, that's it, worth. It definitely is a movie that's heavy on use of music, use of color. Yeah, like you said, literary techniques that I can't think of the words. I guess just yeah, just motifs that we don't really get and it's not like heavy-handed in any way in some places it most definitely is heavy-handed but go on <laughs> yeah yeah on. but i think the ways that it, the, the scenes in which it works it's not heavy-handed and it's right i, I lost my train of thought <laughs> no i i i i i am agreeing no you weren't saying anything i think i was just saying that i, I agree with you I, I agree with what you're saying because i i, I do i i I don't think if this film was released right now, obviously, like taking it out of the context of 20, sorry, of 1993 or 94, whenever it was, and putting it into 2020, I don't think this works. 
I don't think anyone's going to see it. I think people will point to it and go, this is why we don't do independent film. I think, like, I, I, think, I think this stands so much against what we do now. But I think the technique of what they were doing are things that I think emerging and established filmmakers should be doing now. And I think when we look at, I think when we look at some of the best series or movies from the last five years, like think of Inception, right? Which we'll be talking about with Paprika. Like when you when you think about like Christopher Nolan and how he like how he weaves just so many different things into one feature alone. Like those are the things that excite us as an audience. And I don't think that has to be like Batman where like, you know, like things are just, uh, like there's just chaos. You know what I mean? I do, mm. And I don't think that needs to be like these big action set pieces like in, in Inception or, you know, anything else that he's done. But I do think, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess the thing that, that, that I'm thinking about is like you have to know the rules before you break them. And I think a lot of people don't know these things to then be able to get out of them. So it becomes all superficial and glossy. And then we just get like, like popcorn movie bullshit that we don't, that we aren't really here for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this may be my own like pretentious filmmaker thesis that I'm, I'm spewing. So like, again, feel free to disagree. And I am not, I'm actually not trying to change your mind. I'm, I'm actually just trying to tell you that I'm on your side. Uh, I also when think it comes to- you watched it a couple of days before I did. So honestly, yeah. it might just boil down to, I haven't slept on it long enough. <laughs> I might, well, my answer might change in, a, in two days. But, but let me ask you a quick question. Is it is that good or is that bad? Because we, we, like, when we talked about Citizen Kane, we were like, we, like, I think one of the things that we said was, we can talk about this film all day long and it, like, and, that's, and that was a great thing. It was a great that we could just have like this discourse about this film. And one of the things that was pull, pushing and pulling me about saying that this is required is that like, I knew I had time to think about it. I knew I had time to research it. And I think because I had time to think about it and research it, my mind changed. I, I think that's a great thing. It, is it? Like, I, I think, me, again, yeah. I, I, because, like, the fact that you, when you mentioned Paris, Texas, and, like, the fact that you're still thinking about it in some way, or at least it's still, you're still finding it coming up with other movies, I think it just shows, like, how much something sticks with you. Hmm. Which yeah. I think is great. I think that's <laughs> one of the goals of art, right? Is to have some sort of impact. No, you, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. And I, I, I just, I guess what I just try to think, I, I, what I try to put into perspective is because I know I need to be well informed for this, or at least I try to be well informed. Sometimes I'm talking complete shit, but because I want to be well informed for you know the podcast. I'm giving myself more time to be reflective than I think I normally would, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's, I think it's the whole point of it is being able to look at this and be reflective, but how, but is it how I normally watch movies? Like, does my, does my way of normally watching movies need to change or I don't know. There's something, there's something like we're talking about photography, right? Like if taking, taking a great photo and then taking the time to edit it and making it look its best, is that cheating? Like, are you a good photographer, or are you are you just good at Photoshop? Like, do you know, do you know what I mean? I feel like I feel like it's a bit of it that I I personally feel like I'm cheating when I'm like, 
I don't know. I I, I feel like this is a conversation for a completely different uh, <laughs> episode. The heart of what makes a movie worth watching in general, let alone required. Well, ex- exactly, exactly. But you know what? I I won't I won't harp on to it for far too long. I, I think actually you disagreeing is probably a better uh, a better discourse, uh, <laughs> a better a better of conversation than than actually agreeing with me. But listen, that said, Dan, we're done. No, not they're not done. Done. Listen, you can follow us on social media at the record. No, no, no. At what are we? At required watch on YouTube. No, why am I saying YouTube? <laughs> you got me off mustard. I don't know how to end the show anymore. Uh, we are at required watch on Twitter and Instagram. So please give us a follow. Dan, you are at. I am at YouTube. No. <laughs> Juliet Pinochet on all platforms. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just Trey Epps uh, on all the social media. So follow us and listen, I, I, engage, engage. Let us know what you think about the film and where we have it right and where we have it wrong. And until next time, now, now, Dan. Say peace. Peace. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. Later. <laughs>